0: Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes, In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 224 is entitled, A Layman's Argument for the Existence of God, Part 1.
1: Following the publication of The Origin of Species, science and religion split as if they were mutually exclusive, causing many to turn away from God. From the story of Genesis and from religion and towards science. The split has become wider and wider. A relatively recent book entitled The God Delusion, a New York Times bestseller by the popular science writer Richard Dawkins, promotes an open antagonism between science and religion. Through the eyes of some, a belief in God is seen as evil. In a very strange diatribe against God, Dawkins in the opening lines of Chapter 2, The God Hypothesis, makes the following accusation.
0: The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction, jealous and proud of it, a petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak, a vindictive, bloodthirsty, ethic cleanser, a misogynist, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, felicital, Pestilential, megalomanical, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. Those of us schooled from infancy in his ways can become desensitized to their horrors.
1: I take no offense at people's personal beliefs, but in the above, Mr. Dawkins is a little too subjective to be taken seriously. Methinks Mr. Dawkins doth protest too much, perhaps, fits here. The language drives the narrative. It demonstrates a tremendous ignorance of the God of the Old Testament. Mr. Dawkins, as often happens when writers have no distance from the subject, gives himself over to logical fallacies, cliches, and rattling hyperbole. The book is only convincing to those who already hold that opinion. An admirer of Mr. Dawkins' earlier book, The Blind Watchmaker, I have read The God Delusion four times. It is not science. It is an attempt to prove preconceived opinions. The cleverness of the language camouflages the blatant fallacies of his spurious arguments. Religion cannot prove the existence of God through argument any more than science can disprove the existence of God through argument. Any attempt on either side is itself a logical fallacy.
0: You cannot prove that God exists, therefore God does not exist. You cannot prove that God does not exist, therefore God exists.
1: You may think me hypocritical since the title of this series of podcasts is A Layman's Argument for the Existence of God. I don't pretend to prove the existence of God. But I do pretend to tear down any arguments, even those that hide behind science, that purport to prove the non-existence of God. You cannot use the scientific method to disprove the existence of God. And anyone who pretends to will fall into a deep pit of logical fallacies and non-sequiturs. Reading the God Delusion is much like being in Charles Dickens' Circumlocution Office. There is no scientific evidence in the God Delusion that disproves the existence of God. The only thing one can be certain of after reading the book is that Mr. Dawkins is an atheist and is willing to disregard logic in order to persuade others to become an atheist. Nevertheless, Dawkins' bestseller status and popularity suggest that he has a very supportive audience. However, science, as brilliant as it is in making our lives better, is not the answer to social problems, nor is it the answer to faith. The fact is that science is faced with the evidence of intelligent design without accepting an intelligent designer. Scientific-based atheism, though it lures away the untrained mind, poses no threat to Christianity. Christianity is faith-based. The Holy Bible says little or nothing about the laws of nature used by God to create the universe. Therefore, it gives science a broad canvas to paint their picture of creation. It is a logical fallacy to claim that if science is true, then the Holy Bible is false. All true laws validate the existence of God because God only works through law. He never worked outside of law. That itself could be stated as a law. In fact, here is a truth which, if proven false, is the only thing that can disprove the existence of God. It is this.
0: Everything is governed by a complete set of laws. All sets of laws are governed by a higher set of laws until you reach the top, where all laws are governed by a single law or single set of laws. And the lawgiver is God. All creation is created by intelligent design, and that intelligent designer is God. Where there is law, there is God. Laws act independently in their own spheres. One set of laws governs our earth. Another set of laws governs our solar system. Another set of laws governs our galaxy. Another set of laws governs our universe of galaxies and so on. There is one set of laws for the temporal world and another set of laws for the spiritual world. But they too act under one great whole, and that governor is God.
1: We could continue, of course, but the important thing is that you should judge the theories of science not by whether or not God exists, but by whether or not the theories are in total harmony with known laws. If it is a law, then it is of God, for all laws are organized by God to carry out his eternal purposes. What matters which laws he uses? Truth and law are synonyms. To the faithful, all true laws are evidence of the existence of God. In addition, all worlds created by those laws are evidence of the existence of God. In fact, all creations, including the greatest of all, mankind, are evidence of the existence of God. Let's tackle the big one, the one atheists love to use to disprove the existence of God, the theory of evolution. God is not the issue. The issue is, does the theory of evolution adhere strictly to known laws? If it does, then God is the author of evolution. If it doesn't, then the theory of evolution needs to be either discarded as false or refined to reflect the facts. The theory of evolution is only true inasmuch as it follows law. Let's take it further. Did man evolve from monkey? What matters if man evolved from monkey or not if it is according to law? Obedience to law can never disprove the existence of God, it is quite the contrary. To the faithful, Any validation of law is a validation of the existence of God. Why would the theory of evolution weaken anyone's faith if, in fact, it is a law? The issue, then, is not the existence of God. The issue is, are there gaps in the theory of evolution that prevent it from being a law, causing it to remain as a theory, nothing more? Anyone who has ridden on the English subway system is familiar with the phrase, Mind the Gap. Well, let's apply that to the theory of evolution, particularly the theory that man came from monkeys. Are there any gaps in the theory? For example,
0: 1. Does the ape have 100% of the genetic makeup of man? 2. Does the ape have the intelligence of man? 3. Does the ape have the spirit of man? 4. Does man imitate the ape? 5. Does the ape have a written language? Six, does the ape argue over the existence of God? Seven, does the ape create poetry, music, musical instruments, mathematics, literature, science, computers, etc.? Eight, does the ape create universities, churches, libraries, etc.?
1: If the answer is no to any of those questions above, then there is no definitive proof that man came from monkey. The gap is too large. That is sufficient, but the list could continue almost indefinitely. The gap is simply too wide to provide any certainty, and in a purely scientific mind, any confidence. Parts of the theory of evolution could be argued as law. It certainly explains why we have so many species in a genus. But many of the theories inspired by evolution cannot be treated as laws, such as the evolution of man from monkey. So why does science accept the theory that man descended from the ape? It is simply this. They think they have closed the gap. But how does science close the gap? They close it with the only God they believe in, the God of chance. That is not science. Without law, science couldn't even exist, and law does not allow chance. Without law, science would have no powers of prediction, no powers of validation, no powers of scientific method. Science may begin with a hypothesis, but it can only be validated by law. That is the only true scientific method. No laws can operate on chance. I offer the following four challenges to science. Challenge
0: 1. The existence of man.
1: Without closing the gap. The argument that man came from monkey can never be definitive. Better to plead ignorance. The purpose of science is to close the gap, using laws not to justify the gap, simply to avoid acknowledging intelligent design.
0: Challenge 2. The Creation of the Universe
1: How does science explain the creation of the universe? How did all the matter of the universe become organized into a singularity as small as a pinpoint? Science claims that everything began with the Big Bang, but cannot explain why the Big Bang occurred. How did gravity organize worlds from matter that was still in the subatomic stage? Gravity only works with large clumps of matter. The gap is too wide. To sum it up, they bring in the same god. Chance, accident, serendipity of circumstances, the appearance of intelligent design. In the scientific theory, chance has to play a role in every stage. That is not possible. All creation is determined by a complete set of laws designed for a specific purpose. To science, by chance, the constants necessary for life on Earth were created. By chance, the sun is just the right size and just the right distance from the Earth. The long list of impossible coincidences caused by chance is amply provided by science itself. Until science closes the gap on every level, the argument that our Earth, our solar system, our galaxy, and our universe were created by chance can never be definitive.
0: Challenge 3. The existence of law.
1: How can chance explain the organization of laws? Science entirely depends upon perfect order. Order is a product of perfect law. Without prediction, science is nothing. How does science account for the conditions of law? How does science account for the complete set of laws that govern our universe? How does science account for the order of the universe? Chance, until they close the gap, the argument that laws were created by chance can never be definitive.
0: Challenge 4. The Existence of Life
1: How can chance explain the existence of life, the variety of life, the complexity of life, The existence of chance eliminates any possibility of law, yet science explains the very existence of life as lightning, accidentally striking a bowl of primordial soup. In fiction, the Frankenstein monster was created that way, but in science, it is unacceptable. Chance cannot play any role in creation. To science, chance plays a role in the evolution of the prokaryotic cell to the eukaryotic cell, without explanation. Chance plays a role when the eukaryotic cell evolves into higher life forms. In fact, every point of evolution involves chance. At what point does probability break down? Well, it breaks down at the outset, when the prokaryotic cell evolves into the eukaryotic cell. There is no scientific law to explain how that happened. Chance is involved when the eukaryotic cell evolves into thousands of specialized life forms, including man, all by accident. On top of that, one must have the physical universe organized in an earth like ours, perfect for life, placed precisely in a solar system like ours, placed precisely in a galaxy like ours, without comprehending what life is. And from that serendipity of circumstances, life itself must evolve miraculously from a single cell that doesn't even have a nucleus. In effect, you have chance creating the physical universe. You have chance creating the biological universe. And you have chance bringing the two universes together, independently of each other, working in perfect harmony. Science has taken its cue from the Romantics. Their willing suspension of disbelief works in fiction, but it does not work in science. It creates a gap too wide to close. Without closing the gap, the argument that life came by accident can never be definitive. Until they close the gap, the argument that man and animals are an accidental collocation of atoms can never be definitive, but those are the arguments that are used against the existence of God. The overwhelming evidence of intelligent design affirms the faith of believers, but God still chooses to remain invisible. God cannot be found by science. God can only be found by faith. It will always be so. Science can prove the existence of laws and the existence of perfect order in the universe but they cannot prove or disprove the existence of God who chooses to remain invisible. Science would be better off to stick to law and leave God to the individual, but they cannot. They are threatened by the existence of God. Somehow they have come to the false conclusion that the existence of God is a threat to their authority. The irony is that as long as they continue to search for laws, they are on the road to truth. But the moment they try to use those laws to disprove the existence of God, They fall into fallacies of logic and place themselves in impossible situations. They must explain why there is no intelligent design in the face of the overwhelming evidence of intelligent design.